welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, UTPFL. It's Wednesday. It is November 6th. It's 2019, and we have nine basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my buddy, Jeannie, for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Today didn't go too well for basketball. I'm not entirely sure how, but it wasn't terrible, so can't really complain. But uh, on to the next slate. Yeah, um, I had a lot right. And, you know, just in general on Tuesday and just missed on a few things. But I had a profitable day. And with as much exposure as I had to Anthony Davis today, um, you know, I, I will I will take the profit and, and just move on to the next day. But it stinks when you get, like, guys like Graham right and, you know, and just miss on certain other pieces where you know it could have just been a monster night. But happens, dude. Like, we move on. And that's why we play Daily Fantasy. Yep. If you guys haven't already, make sure you check out the only rake-free DFS site out there. That's FantasyDraft.com. They have a bunch of stuff going on for NFL, NBA, awesome sponsors of the podcast. And like I said, they're rake-free DFS. The memberships pay for themselves. They have a $30,000 pick and roll for tonight's slate and a massive $15,000 double up, $3 buy-in. Only have to be half the field to double your money in that one. So that's obviously one of the better double ups over there on Fantasy Draft. And um, $5 tournament, $300 tournament. There's a bunch of stuff, a bunch of different price ranges. So make sure you're checking them out. And um, also check out their $300,000 Hooters main event uh, for Sunday. Um, and, um, you know, obviously football right around the corner once again. So. Grant, let's get started. A lot to talk about here on the slate. Um, we don't have lines for a few games here because we're waiting on some injury news, but uh, we'll do the first look like we always do. And, um, you know, that's what you have premium here for, and you can catch up on stuff throughout the day. Washington at Indiana, no total in this one. Jordan McRae is questionable. Sabonis and Turner are both questionable. Um as far as I know, Turner was close to playing, so maybe he comes back here. But uh, let's start with the Washington side of things. What are we looking at here on the Wizards? I mean, not looking at a whole lot. We don't have to this game. It'll largely depend on uh, if Sabonis and Turner play. But I don't really see this game play, staying too close if they play. And it's still, like, maybe Bryant, if the, both of them don't play there, I think he could be in for a little bit of plus matchup. Obviously, we have to worry about how many mints he's going to end up having, but if he has one of those larger minute games for 6,800, he can still crush that price tag in this type of match if both of them are out. Beal pretty much always in play. Hasn't done well recently, but the games he's played in recently haven't been close. So if Sabonis and Turner out, I'd be more apt to play Beal just because if he does end up playing 36, 38 minutes, uh, he can absolutely crush his value. And then I'm willing to take, still willing to take a shot on Isaiah Thomas at this price tag. Um, 5,300, like, he's getting about 24, 25 minutes. He's got to get about a point per minute minimum with a chance for some real upside. He's going to be chucking the ball quite a bit. So, I don't mind him. But outside of them, I'm not really sure there's too much I want to go with here. Yeah, we saw Isaiah Thomas um, draw the start the other day. And that was obviously interesting. You know, Thomas was getting a ton of usage with that second unit. Um, But even if we look at just that one-game sample, like – He's still at a 22% usage with Bradley Beal um, on the floor. So, like, his usage goes down with Beal about 6%. 
Um, and, and, you know, the minutes are kind of close here when it comes to 24 and him hitting value. I think he's fine. Um, I actually liked him better when he was on the bench, coming off the bench. So, um, but, you know, it is what it is. And, like, you know, obviously he's going to hurt Bradley Beal a little bit. But the guy that I kind of like here is Thomas Bryant. Um, when you're looking at this matchup, if Sabonis and um, Turner both said, I think Thomas Bryant, his price has come way down. We know he has 40-plus point upside. So, he's the guy that I like here. If Sabonis and um, Turner end up sitting, is there anything else here on the Washington side? Not really. You know, I think you could – if you want to – if you're playing a bunch of teams, you could potentially take a shot on Ish Smith just because, like, now he's going to be getting more usage with the second unit. So, I don't hate Ish Smith in large field tournaments if you're playing a bunch of teams. Um, Pacers, anything here on Indiana? I mean, it obviously entirely depends on the turn and bonus news. If either one of them play, both of them are a great play. Obviously, Washington's a fast-paced team, not terrible on defense. Sabonis, obviously, just going to evolve the usage of the first team here. Absolutely crushed. Been putting up close to 50 points per game. He's going to get all the minutes here in a great defense matchup and a great pace matchup here. So if he plays, he's great. Turner, same thing. A little bit less likely to use Turner than I am Sabonis. But, um, like, if both of them are out, then you kind of throw in everyone. I mean, Brogdon still, no matter who plays, Brogdon is one of the best plays on the board at 8,100. Some reason they keep lowering his price tag now, and it just doesn't make sense. But yes, he barely he just got to value getting into overtime, but it was a little bit of an interesting game where he really didn't do too much in the fourth quarter. Uh, in this matchup, even on back to back here, going up against Washington is a fantastic spot here. Really like Brogdon no matter what. And if Sabonis and Turner are out, then Goga, uh, we're probably going to use again. I know he played 32 minutes last night and uh, potentially. Maybe we could see him limited in his minutes, but I don't know if he will. He fouled out last night. He was crushing. He's getting four blocks per game over the last three games, which is silly. But this is a great spot for him here. He's too cheap if those other two guys are out. And then Warren, like, we just saw what he's done the last two games without Sabonis in there. Like, Brogdon likes to pass the ball off, has one of the highest assist rates in the world. And Warren's been taking a ton of shots. So if Sabonis and Turner are out, I really, really like Warren at 5,800. And then Lamb's. A fine play. Yeah, you know, Lamb was a guy that I really liked uh, yesterday going up against Charlotte. He ended up playing 38 minutes in that game. He just – like, he had, a, he had a decent game. It's just, like, he didn't have that, like, blow-up game. But now, like, his price has increased enough where I feel like, you know, there's better plays. I'd much rather play, like, Warren at, you know, $1,100 discount. You mentioned him. Like, if Sabonis and Turner both sit again – like Warren is a guy that I really like. Um, so he, he is kind of a staple for me. Um, Bataz, Bataz, I think is how they had pronounced it tonight when I was watching. Just call him Goga. Goga. But yeah, like 4,200. If those guys, if Turner sits, like I don't even need both of them to sit. If Turner sits, I'll play this guy. Like, you know, he's been playing a lot of center minutes and obviously he gets more upside if both of them are out. But if, if Turner sits at 4,200, um, right back to Goga. Uh, anything else or are we moving on? Moving on. All right, let's continue to go here. The Knicks and the Pistons, no total in this one. Elf Payton is out. DSJ is questionable. Frazier is out. Blake Griffin is still out. Reggie Jackson is out. And, and Derek Rose is out. So, 
Um, let's start here with the Knicks side of things. With all those guys out on Detroit, this game should stay pretty close. Yeah, yeah, I would assume so. And I mean, I'm happy that they raised Bryce Brown, or Bruce Brown Jr.'s price tag because it was silly the other night. But 5,300, he's still a little bit interesting, just what he's done the last two games and how many minutes he'll likely play. Like with all those guys out, he should see enough usage to average about a point per minute. So it's really just all about how many minutes he's going to get. If he gets into the high 30s, he should easily um, make value here. So I still don't mind Bryce Brown Jr. I'm not in love with it, but it's still a pretty good play and offers some value with all the other injuries that are out there just based on how many minutes he's going to play. Drummond is Drummond without Griffin. Just keep playing Drummond. Nothing's changed. Just play him and move on. He's going to get 20 rebounds. He's going to get 20 points. It's just pretty much a lock at this point. Um Outside of them, like, Kennard's fine. I don't mind Christian Wood. If he gets in 20-plus minutes, 3,600, he offers some nice value there. With all the injuries, I know it's in the guard, but he still could be in for a little bit more minutes here. Um, outside of that, not really interested in too much else. I mean, you can take a shot on Markeith Morris, but really, like, he just hasn't been doing too much when he's actually on the floor so far this season. So I'm probably sticking to Drummond and then Bruce Brown and Wood probably. Yeah, I love Bruce Brown here. Uh, right back to the well, you know, Point Brown. Like, he's been playing a lot of point guard. His usage is up 6% um, with these guys off the floor. So, uh, love Bruce Brown. I don't think – I like the fact that they raised his price, but I don't think they raised it enough. Um, so, I think that, like, he's a guy you can look at in all formats here. Love Drummond. Um, outside of that, like, you know, Kennard, you mentioned him. You can take shots on Kennard in tournaments. If he shoots the ball well, he can get there. But he's a guy that has to shoot the ball well to get there. So, he's always kind of iffy. Um, Galloway, you know, around 20 minutes. I don't know. If if he plays the high end of the minutes, maybe he gets there. Um, the Knicks side of things here, Grant. Like, you know, when we're looking at the Knicks – it's been kind of R.J. Barrett or nothing for me. Like, Julius Randle, though, is 6,800 on this slate, and we know that this guy has a massive ceiling. Yeah, and something I forgot to mention, maybe I do have a little bit of interest in Morris just because I'm I'm, I'm going to do a Morris Brothers stack. Like, <laughs> I, I kind of have to every single game. I've committed to it for years. Um, but, like, yeah, Randle at 6,800 – he didn't get too many minutes the last game, but he's still a guy that can just crush in any given matchup here. So I don't mind him. You're right. Barrett, he's getting a ton of minutes every single game. 6,700, still meat on the bones there. Are we going to play Marcus Morris after his last two games? I think you'd have to look at him. like Because yeah. DSJ, he's questionable, but he's more on the probably not going to be on this road trip is what I read. Yeah, I think DSJ is out and Payton's out um, from what I saw. Uh, yeah, so you got to kind of look at Marcus Morris there, especially going up against his brother with what he's done the last two games. Outside of them, not terribly interested in a whole lot. I mean, if you want a deep tournament flyer, Trier, I think, got 24 po- uh, minutes in the last game. With all the injuries, we could see that again. We've seen him in the past put up random big games like he can absolutely do it he's our we've already seen it once this season so like if he's going to be chalky don't do it because he can always fail terribly like he did against boston but he can put up a big game so uh that's probably where i'm looking at yeah um i don't hate it like 
these this whole guard situation is probably something that I'll probably just stay away from. Um, I like Marcus Morris. I like RJ Barrett. I like the price on Julius Randle. Like, the price is just phenomenal. Like, we know that this dude has massive ceiling. He really hasn't had but one monster game this season. But he can have those big games. So, when the fact that he gets under 7K, we got to start considering him. doesn't matter what the matchup is. Um, up next, we got Golden State at Houston. <laughs> no total in this one. Um, Curry, Green, Looney, all still out. D'Angelo Russell is why we don't have a total. Waiting on to see if he's going to be back in this one. He's questionable. Eric Gordon is questionable, and Gerald Green is out on the Houston side of things. So, start with Golden State here, Grant. Um, you know, Pascal has been absolutely crushing with Draymond off the floor, and he's, he's 6,500. Like, the price has come up. Yeah, but I can't imagine this game stays close. Like, I know this is basketball. Anything can happen. But, like, if Russell doesn't play, or even if he does, I don't know if this game will play close. I mean, regardless, he can still crush this price tag if they only play three quarters. Um, so, I don't mind going with him. Bowman, I don't know if there's too much meat left on that price tag of 5900 but I don't hate it if Russell's out. Willie Colley Stein's not the worst play in the world. I only got 15 minutes in the last game, but I could see him making value here just 4800 if you need a cheap center. Russell, if he ends up playing, like, this will be an up-paced game here. Like, I could see him just chucking all game long, but who knows if he'll end up playing. I mean, I'm guessing he's not going to, so I don't know. This is a tough game to go. I kind of want to wait and see what the Vegas line is for this game, but even if it is projected to be a blow, I think you can take a shot at Pascal. Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned Bowman. If Russell doesn't play, I think you could play Bowman because I think they still get, you know, minutes. Like, they just beat Portland, too. Like, let's just not instantly think that, like, this game's going to be a blowout. Um, I do I do think Houston's better than um, Portland for what it's worth. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's basketball and anything can happen. So Yeah, Pascal and Bowman both shot, what, 60% from the field, 70% from the field. Let's do it again. It's Houston. I mean, they don't it's play defense. It's a good point. Defense is unimportant. <laughs> There's going to be zero defense in this game. Like, this is going to be a game. It's going to open. It's probably the highest total. Um, there's going to be, like, zero defense played in this game. So, you know, I, I think all these Golden State players are worth looks. Um, Damian Lee, um, you know, he's been playing a bunch. If Russell sits again, Damian Lee is one of the cheaper guys. And he probably gets run even in a blowout. So I, I certainly like Damian Lee in, in, in any aspect here. So, you know, I, I definitely will be loading up on Golden State um, and running it back with Houston. Like, if, you, if you're playing like two or three Golden State players, you're probably playing Harden or Westbrook here. Yeah, or potentially both. I mean, if you're expecting this game to stay close – Westbrook and or Harden are just going to absolutely go off in this matchup here. I mean, I think I like Westbrook a little bit more. Yes, Harden's getting a whole lot more usage, but in a game like this, I could, I'll could, i take Westbrook's 9.4K price tag over Harden's. Um, but outside of them, I don't know if there's too many other guys that want to use in this, line, in this offense. Like, I'm strictly probably just bringing it back with one of these two guys. Yeah, super fair. Um yeah, I don't really even see like maybe House is in play here just because like if if um Gordon doesn't play House maybe picks up a few extra minutes. Um Tucker's okay, Rivers okay. 
Like, but I think House would probably be the guy that I'd look at as kind of the the cheaper play from Houston. Like, he should end up playing a bunch of minutes here um, if Eric Gordon doesn't play. Yeah, sorry, I'm distracted by Prop DD. <laughs> Getting close, huh? That's uh, down to point zero four percent. Well. Hope it hope it comes out on the right side for you guys. Chicago, I mean, Atlanta. It's in that direction. This is more exciting than the basketball games I watched tonight. <laughs> Chicago at Atlanta. Um, you know, obviously John Collins is out. Um, Evan Turner is doubtful. And Alan Crabb is out. It's a back-to-back um, for both of these teams. But honestly, I didn't see anything that came out for either team. This game, you know, we typically see back-to-backs – slow down a lot like really gonna have to see like are they gonna play Trey Young after limiting him you know 30 minutes are they gonna let him come right back did he play well like you know we'll have to see but let's start with Chicago what do we like here for the Bulls uh for the Bulls I think there's a good marketing game I know Levine's been the one that's been doing a whole lot more recently um but without that what's his name I can't remember his name he suspended Weke John Collins um Without John Collins in the lineup and just their entire front court, it's or back court. Uh, I think Markin's the one that's more likely to do something. He's been so cold recently. He's only at sixty four hundred. Just keeps dropping in price as the season's gone along. Here, I think that he's a pretty good play at this price tag and offers a lot of value. If you don't want to play him, then play Levine. That's fine. I mean, both of them are not bad matchups here, but those two guys, Carter. Not a bad matchup going against Lennon Bruno. Um, and then Porter, still 4500 still has a whole lot of upside at that price tag, especially in a matchup like this, even on a back-to-back. Um, but I think if I had to rank them, I'd go Markkinen, Porter, Levine, Carter as my plays, but I like all of them. Yeah, you know, obviously I think this is a spot you can look at all those guys. Zach Levine, um, 7200 probably my favorite here, um, coming off of a big game. But, you know, Porter, like, when we're looking at value, we don't have a ton of value on this slate. So, I think a guy like Porter, um, you know, is very much in play. Very disappointed. Like, Dad Young was playing really well and didn't get minutes. Like, uh, it was so frustrating for for me um, playing a bunch of Thad Young on Tuesday. But, yeah, I like Porter, you know. And then we go to the Atlanta side of things here, Grant, and – you know, it, it, we all played Parker on Tuesday. Like, none of us didn't play Parker on Tuesday. He was 5K, put up 32. He's 6700 He got a $1,700 price increase here. Like, is this a spot we let people play him again and we jump off after one game? I mean, the problem is I'm not sure if Trey Young's going to play. Makes like, a huge difference, right? If Trey Young plays or if he doesn't play. Like, if Trey Young doesn't play, we just played Jabari. You just play Jabari, you play all the guys that are all underpriced. You have tons of value, and I almost immediately hate the slate. But uh, if Trey Young plays and he's not on minutes restriction, I think that he offers some value or offers a decent spot here. Um, even on a back-to-back, like he only played 30 minutes last night. We'll see how his ankle feels. But uh, if Trey Young's out, you just lock and load everyone. If Trey Young's playing, then Parker, I'm not going to argue with playing him, but if he's going to go unowned at this price tag, I'll still play him. But if he's going to draw a decent amount of ownership, yeah, it's probably time to jump off the ship. 
Yeah, like, so, you know, Reddish still started at point guard. Um, he had a decent game. Hunter um, had a really good game, shot the ball really well. Finally, um, you know, anybody that's been playing DeAndre Hunter, Bembry's minutes kind of disappeared. And they played Len, they played Bruno, and they played um, oh, uh, Jones. So, I wouldn't really trust any of these big guys. Like, I, I, I think Parker's the biggest bump um, with Collins off the floor. And I honestly, I don't think I'd play any of those big guys. Yeah, yeah, right there with you. And Prop DD is now within 500 votes. <laughs> it's going to be close. Yeah. Um, anything oh, sorry, else 70 on the... votes. <laughs> anything else on the Atlanta side? No, sorry, and I'll stop talking about it. I'm closing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, no problem at all. So, uh, you say no more on the Atlanta side? Yeah, I mean, it just all depends on the Trey Young. If he plays them. Or doesn't play, just lock in everyone else. What actually makes a better toothbrush? Industrial strength power, claims of miraculously trendy ingredients, multiple modes. If you ask your dentist, they'll tell you it's less about the brush and more about how you use it. That's why Quip was created by dentists and product designers to focus on what actually matters for your oral health, healthier habits. Quip sensitive vibrations with a built-in timer Guide gentle brushing for dentists recommended two minutes with 30-second pulses, ensuring an even clean. Quip automatically delivers brushes, brush heads to you every three months for clean new bristles right on schedule. The sleek, intuitive design is simple to use and comes with a travel cap that doubles as a mirror mount. These thoughtful features make brushing something you actually want to do twice every day. Good habits matter to live a healthier life, so help form fresh oral habits with Quip. Quip starts at just $25, and if, you'll, if you go right now, you'll get your first refill free at getquip.com slash fantasy. This is a simple way to support our show and start brushing better, but you have to go to getquip.com slash fantasy to get your first refill free. Go right now to getquip.com slash fantasy. Sacramento at Toronto, 217.5 total here. Toronto favored by 8.5. Uh, Bagley is out. Giles is questionable. And then Patrick McCall is out on the Toronto side. Um, Grant, let's start with Sacramento here. Is there anything that's standing out to you uh, for the Kings? Not really. It's not high total. It's not projected to be that close. It's on the road where Sacramento struggled here. I mean, Buddy Hyde and De'Aaron Fox are both fine plays. They're not great. They don't really stand off the page. Like, Hyde would be the better tournament play for me. He really hasn't put up a massive outing so far this season. But at any given time, he can just absolutely crush value. I don't think I'm going to Rashard Holmes in this matchup. Um, Rashard Holmes in this matchup here. Don't think I'm going with Barnes. Like, Bielitsa probably is the best option. Um, you know, he's only getting around 25 minutes, 4,900. You can still make value there. But really just no one – on this in this spot really sounds like a great play here it's literally you're just it's not a great matchup it's not predicted to be that close the only thing you're taking is fox or Hyde just because of the upside they offer you at any given time yeah i don't mind holmes um but again like i i'm with you i don't really love sacramento on this slate they're one of my least favorite teams but i think holmes is fine i still think like you know there's six seven x potential here for holmes um you know, if he continues to start, 
he had a tough game against Utah, but um, he had some foul trouble against New York. So if he could stay out of foul trouble here, he could um, own old man Mark Gasol. On the Toronto side of things, um, Pascal Siakam seems like this is a really good spot for him um, on paper. What are your thoughts when it comes to Toronto? Yeah, Siakam is probably one of my favorite plays there. AK like still offers you a massive ceiling there. Going up against Sacramento, generally higher scoring on the road here. I think this is a good matchup for him. 8.4K seems a little bit high for Lowry. I mean, he's been doing well this season. He put up a big game for us in Milwaukee. This is an up-paced matchup here. Could be decent, but I don't think I want to pay 8.4K. I don't really see 60-point upside for him too often here. So I'm probably crossing him off my list. Van Vliet's fine. Like, he's going to get in the high 30s minutes if this game stays close. It's a good matchup, but I don't think I really want to play him. Um, the guy I'm really looking at is probably OG. Uh, yep. Yeah, he that price tag of 5.2K and this type of matchup, like, he's got legit 40, 45-point upside here. I think he could crush in this spot here. He's the main guy I'd be looking at over at Toronto. Yeah, like, I honestly I don't love a lot from this game. Like, I like Pascal Siakam a bunch. Um, but at OG, 5,200, there, there's some solid upside here um, at that price point. So, I, I certainly like that. Um, I don't really have anything else to add on this one. Like, this is this is one of my least favorite games on the slate. Agreed. Minnesota at Memphis, 225.5 total here. Uh, Minnesota favored by 4.5. Uh, Teague is questionable. Napier is out. Jordan Bell is questionable. And on the Memphis side, Allen is out still. Um, let's start here with Minnesota. Obviously, this whole Teague situation and Napier situation makes things very, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who's going to start one. Like, is it going to be Okaji? If they're out, and if it is, then, I mean, we've seen it before. It's not great. Like, it's not something we can really rely on. Okaji actually putting up a big outing. So, like, he's at 4K. He gets to start there. Then, I guess, maybe. Towns, he's back from suspension. He should be fresh here. Should continue his absolute domination he had prior to getting suspended here. I don't mind, or I like him at 10K. Him and Drummond are two of my top plays on the slate. Um, Wiggins, if Teague is out, like, he's an all right play. I don't know if there's a huge amount of value with him at 6,600 just because all he can do is score. Uh, I really don't see too much in this, but Towns coming back, like, he's just really the only guy I want. And we have to kind of wait and see who they're going to end up starting if we want. But I don't really see anyone offering that much value. Yeah, the guy that I really like here is Jarrett Culver. Um, I could see them starting Okaji and, and Culver getting the start at, like, the two or the three if Okaji or Wiggins, whoever plays point guard. Like, I, honestly, if Teague and Napier are out, like, we're, we're, we're guesstimating who's going to play point guard here. Like, we'll have to dig into who has point guard minutes and stuff. But I like Culver. Culver is 3,200. He seems like the guy that could really benefit from this matchup. He's very – athletic um he's starting to play better too like he's starting to shoot better he's starting to put up more shots we're, we're starting to see the usage increase like culver is the guy that i like here grant 3200 he's one of the, my favorite value plays on the slate if we get news that teague sits too so um and i don't hate 
Towns in this matchup. Like, if, if you're not wanting to play Drummond, I think Towns is an excellent pivot off of Drummond here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, both of them are fantastic plays. Towns still has 80-point upside. He's just been crushing. People might forget that after a two-game absence. <laughs> he um, He's refreshed. He, he's missed a couple games here. Yeah, exactly. He, he got he had a nice little vacation. Yeah, mid-season vacation, not the way that you want it. Um, you know, as far as Memphis goes, we're still seeing Valanchunas play around that, like, 24-minute mark. Um, Morant has been playing really solid recently. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to Memphis? Probably staying away. I mean, Jay Bell's not getting enough minutes. Morant's been fantastic in the minutes he's played, but he's not getting over 30 in pretty much any matchup here. Like, Clark, yes, he's crushed at times, but playing 20 minutes, really not expecting too much out of him. Like, the minutes of even Jackson, if he ends up playing, um, like, you can't trust the minutes on any of these guys. So, I'm probably just going to stay away. Yeah, like, if if Jackson sits, I think you can, you know, look at a guy like Dylan Brooks. Uh, he saw the minutes increase the other night. And, like, the thing is here, when it comes to Memphis, like, I really like Morant, but I don't really like anything else. And, like, when we're looking at this game overall, it's going to be a game that is going to be very fast-paced. Two of the top four teams in pace this season. So, this is going to be a back-and-forth game. So, I don't want to, like, throw people off. I I will have game stacks of this game in random different ways, depending on the news with Minnesota. Like, this is a game you definitely want to have exposure to, um, in my opinion. It's just individual plays is tough without injury news here. But I, I like Morant. I like Towns. Um, I, you know, I don't even hate taking a shot on, like, a Jay Crowder um, at 4,800. But he's not my favorite. Like, it, Memphis is one of those teams that, like, it's t a little bit tougher – just because the minutes are just so spread out. Maybe Tyus Jones balls out in this spot, but it, it's tough to kind of pinpoint. So I, I like this game stack. This is going to be a very fast-paced game. But outside of, like, game stacking this game, like, I'm not going to have a ton of interest in, like, pinpointing plays. Agreed. Uh, moving on, we got Orlando at Dallas. Uh, 207 total here. Dallas favored by 7.5. Uh, didn't see anything come out of the Orlando camp. Um, about injuries. Maxi Keebler is questionable to play. Uh, let's start with Orlando. They're on a back-to-back -back going into Dallas. Any interest here in the Magic? No, I mean, 100 implied total here. I'm still willing to take a shot on Fultz um, with him getting the starting uh, nod recently, getting 25 minutes. Like, I, I have a feeling like one of these days we're going to see a big game out of him. Um, and, like, 4K, 4-1, I'll take a shot on him. Boost, like there's too many other good centers on the slate, and he just hasn't been great recently. On a back-to-back, low-scoring game, not projected to be terribly close. Like I'm not chasing Aaron Gordon's decent one-half of basketball last game or his good game versus Denver. I'm probably just crossing these guys off outside of maybe a few shots on Fultz. Yeah, and, like, I'd rather play, like, Fultz on, like, Yahoo. He's men's salary over there, like – you have really good potential for like two extra money over there. So uh, within 10 bucks, I like him over on Yahoo. Um, 
But yeah, like DK, I think he has a little upside. He is going to, I agree with you, I think he will have a, a solid game coming up. I, I don't mind Jonathan Isaac in this game either. Like he's the one guy that has been really productive and consistent for the Orlando Magic. Um, Magic are struggling right now. They're struggling bad. So um, as a Magic fan, it's, it's it's tough to watch how much they're struggling. Um, any interest here in Dallas? I mean, you can always take a shot on Luka. Still has 70-point upside. Uh, been playing good pretty much all season long here, 9.8K. It's a tough price tag to pay, but it's a decent pivot off of Westbrook where everyone's probably going to go to. I know it's not a great matchup or high-paced matchup here, but it's still Luka. Chris Epps, like, not a good matchup again, but uh, still could potentially see him with a big game here if he ends up with enough minutes. Uh, Outside of that now, like, it's just a low-scoring game. It's going to be ugly. Just don't really want any part, any parts of it. You don't think uh, Porzingis has a good matchup here against Isaac? I mean, it's not terrible. Are they gonna? Yeah. Well, they they started Powell the other night. I'm assuming they'll start Powell against Vooch. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like it's not a very fast paced game. They do have one point one oh seven total, but like Dallas Orlando on a back to back, like struggling. I don't know if this game's going to stay close here. Yeah, it could easily be um, blowout central, that's for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's too many other good – well, there's other good spots on the slate that I'd just rather go with. Um, yeah, I, I get it. Like, Pal is a little interesting at 4K just because he's so cheap. But, yeah, uh, man, I don't know. Moving on, Philadelphia at Utah – 212 total here. Utah favored by two. Um, nothing on the Philly end of things. And then on the Utah side of things, Exum is still out. Moutier is out. And Ed Davis is out. Um, let's start here with Philadelphia. Is there anything here on the 76ers you like? I mean, B going up against Gobert is a really great match of the world, although he is coming off a few days rest here. Um, Simmons, Harris, like – they're fine plays. They both got their uh, price downgrade, luckily, from when they were without Embiid. So their prices are about reflective of what they should be. But it's not a great matchup going up against Utah. Like, they're all fine plays. They're just – no one really stands out to me. Like, Embiid, I'm going to go with Drummond or Towns over him every single time. Ben Simmons is about priced where he should be. Like, Tobias Harris – Yes, he did have two good games without Embiid, but he should be going back to about what he was. Horford, Richardson, like, nothing really stands out to me. They're all all right plays. Like, Richardson would be the guy that would be most likely to take a shot on. He's just 4,400. He's the guy that offers you the most value, the most potential upside. Yeah, like, you know, you expect his minutes to come down a little bit here in this spot, but uh, I do think that he certainly has a little bit of upside here. Um, I don't really love this spot. For Al Horford, um, what you don't like Embiid, like even as like a pivot play here, just because like he's cheaper. I mean, it's not. What were cats like? Cat was only five hundred more. Drummond was what three hundred more. Like it's not that much cheaper. I would just like going up against Gobert. I would just much rather play Drummond or Cat. Like Drummond's going up against. New York, and Cats going up against one of the highest-paced teams in the league. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to argue with the playing speed. And maybe if ownership is drastically higher on both Cat and Drummond, it's always worth a tournament pivot if Embiid's going to come in at half or a third of the ownership. But, like, I'd just rather play the other guys. Yeah, so Embiid put up 60, 48, 36, and 25 in his four meetings against Gobert. So, there you go. Um. Yeah, like, honestly, I don't love Philly here. Like, there's nothing really, like, standing out to me. You mentioned Josh Richardson. Um, I don't hate him just because of his price. But if I was going to lean on anybody, maybe it'd be, like, a Tobias Harris. But his price is kind of right where it should be. So, I think that, you know, his price came down a little bit with Embiid expected back. But I think Tobias is a guy that can go for 40 fantasy points in this matchup. If if we don't love Simmons and we don't love Embiid, maybe we should be looking at Tobias. But, um, like, he's not going to be a core play for me today. And then um, on the Utah side of things, like, like I think Mitchell and Conley are kind of interesting here. Like, we know that um, – we know that Moutier is out. So, maybe they just soak up, you know, a few extra minutes each here. And, like, they're already playing a lot of minutes. But maybe we see Mitchell – play closer to like 38 minutes if this game stays close. We see Mike Conley play like 35 to 38 minutes if this game stays close. So I, I think that both the guards here are kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, Mitchell's probably the guy I would go with. Um, Conley at 6,500, he does offer some upside if he actually ends up in the game more. Um, but Mitchell's really just the main guy I'm going with. And then I guess Gobert. There's a squeaky wheel narrative. He kind of talked about how he wanted to get more involved in the offensive game. Did I read that correctly? Um, I don't know. Um, I never played a Gobert. <laughs> yeah, I might. I might. I might have. Very rarely do I ever play Gobert. I play him more than I should, which is I play him against sometimes. like undersized centers that he should dominate. Yeah, I mean it's it's really just Mitchell for me. I mean I'm biased against playing calmly, but like there, there's too many ways this could go terribly wrong. All right. Um, anything else? Anything else on the Utah side? No, I don't know if I just cut out there for a second. I cut out. It's my internet. Um, we got Milwaukee at the Clippers, 228 total here. Kawhi's out, and the Clippers are still a one-point favorite here at home. Yeah, not a single player is priced over 6,500. I'm trying to figure out what to do because <laughs> I know that there's going to be some players that just crush value here. I mean, I'm assuming they do what they did with Lou last time and put him into the starting lineup, but in the starting lineup last time, he ended up playing less minutes. Granted, it was a bit of a blowout. And, like, he saw a ton of usage. He'd probably be the main guy that i go with here just because he's got to do something. I think Pat Bev, like, potentially could be in for a decent game. He didn't do well last time Kawhi was out of the lineup, but that he still had a 27% usage. Like, don't look at the results. Look at what actually happened. It was a blowout, so they got less minutes, but Pat Bev had a 27% usage. Lou Will had a 40%, 42% usage in that game. Harrell did not do well, but... He generally doesn't do that well without Lou Will, and he only played 14 minutes. I don't think that'll happen again. Like, I got to assume all three of those guys have a good shot to just absolutely destroy this match. It's a high-paced matchup with Milwaukee. Granted, they are a good defensive team, but 
these guys have got to get some usage here. So I'd probably, I'll play Lou, I'll play Bev, I'll play Harold. Is there anyone I'm missing? Um, Green, maybe? Maybe Shamit, just because, like, he played 33 minutes the last time Kawhi sat. But. I mean, Green's 3,900, too, and he got 37 points. He got 27 minutes, 35 or 37 points last time Kawhi sat. Like, I'm guessing that's where a lot of people are going to go. I'm not sure it's the right move. I can see playing Jermichael Green in this matchup, though. Like, you know, you look at this, you look at this matchup and. If they're going to give him the minutes, um, you know, Zubak didn't come back in the fourth quarter in that game because Green was playing really well, um, or and it was kind of a blowout. So it's really tough to just, like, speculate that Green's going to play 27 minutes here. Um, so I don't hate Jamichael Green as a tournament play, but, like, when we look at just usage here, um, without Kawhi on the floor, like, Lou has a 34.6% usage rate, and Harrell has a 30.2%. So, if if Lou moves into the starting lineup, too, like, that gives Harrell um, a lot of usage, but, like, really no help on the second unit. So, I think Lou Williams is the play, I think. Um, but I, I don't mind looking at, like, you know, like you mentioned, Pat Beverly. I don't mind looking at Jermichael Green. Um, and you got to remember, like, that matchup was against Utah. Utah, when we're looking at, like, pace of play, they're 29th. Milwaukee is 7th. So, it's it's a much different game, in my opinion, too. So, um, on the Milwaukee side, like, if you think this game's going to stay close, like, Vegas thinks this game's going to stay close. If you think this game's going to stay close, like, I think you have to consider Giannis here. I'm not a Giannis guy. I don't play Giannis a lot. But if this game's going to stay close and Giannis is going to play 35 minutes, he has 70-plus point upside. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, he is priced up, though. I mean, it's kind of the argument of trying to figure out, do I want to go with Cat, Drummond, Harden, or Giannis? And Giannis is in play. I'm probably mostly going to play him when I'm throwing in some Clippers guys on the other side, but he's absolutely in play there. I also think Middleton is in play. Had a good game last time against Minnesota. Like, this Clippers team is probably not the same matchup without Kawhi. Middleton has been a bit up and down, but at 7K, like, he's got 40-some-odd point upside here. Uh, outside of them, like, I'm probably not going with too many other guys. Like, I have to assume if this stays close, that it's Giannis doing most of the work here, and that's probably who I'm going to end up going with. Yeah, like, uh, just there's not a lot standing out to me on the Milwaukee side. Like, Bledsoe's been playing really good, um, so I don't hate that idea. And just, like, the bench guys, they don't play a ton of minutes um, just in general. Like, you know, Wesley Matthews, those those types of guys, they're just not playing a ton of minutes. So, I think if you're playing Milwaukee guys, it's Giannis, it's Middleton, it's Bledsoe. It's one of those three guys. Um, I don't think I would venture – out to anybody else like Brooke Lopez if he was a little cheaper maybe but like there's just not a ton of value that I'm seeing from the Milwaukee bench yeah yeah right there with you so um all right let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here Grant give me a guy under 5k to 7x I'm trying to scrolling auto porter all right. 
Um, I'm going to say Culver. Uh, I think that that whole situation is going to work out where Culver is going to go 7X today. Um, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today at the top? You're cheating to say Trey Young, so I'm going to go with Lowry. Right. Is Vooch still over 8K? 79. Man, that was my easy one. Um, I'm going to say Embiid. Just because I think a lot of those other guys get there. I was thinking Luca too, just because of maybe a blowout, but it's I can't say Luca's name. Uh, favorite 6X play on the slate, Grant. Who do you got? Brogdon. He was picked yesterday, too. He should be picked every day. Yeah, I'm going to go with um, Brown Jr. from Detroit. Uh, just I don't think he's priced enough high enough yet. Like I think he can go for 30-plus. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Trier. That one is definitely weird. I like that one. Um, I don't know what his ownership will be, but on a six-game slate the other night, Damian Lee was like 12%. So I'm going to say Damian Lee here. Hopefully he's low-owned again. Uh, favorite DFS contest on the day? Doesn't matter which site. Um, just give me one that you like today. Uh, yep, the, 50, the 5,000 entry double up on the fantasy draft to three bucks. So it's a big double up that no rake. I can hit max enter 150 times. So it's probably that one. There you go. Um, I mentioned that one when we were talking about the sponsor over there. Fantasy draft. Make sure you guys are checking that out. Um, did low bankroll yesterday, so I'm gonna go back. Um, I like this forty thousand or, or fifty thousand mid range jumper, forty dollar buy in tournament over there on DraftKings single entry tournament. Uh, pays twenty three percent of the field, thirty two percent to the top ten, and uh, very structured, good payout. So if you have a really decent team you'll be able to turn 40 bucks into a nice little ROI there. So um, like that tournament, like if you're looking for a good tournament, it's only 1,457 people. So make sure you're checking that out. Um, really like that one today. Grant, give me your favorite over under. And since we don't have a ton of totals, if you want to pick a, a team or a game that you like, it doesn't matter. Whatever, whatever bet you would like today. Uh, I'm going with the over on the Sacramento game. All right. Just thinking Toronto is going to pound them, huh? <laughs> yeah, Sacramento tends to cover the over pretty often on the road. All right, I'm going to take the over in the Memphis game. Like I mentioned, those are two of the fastest teams in the NBA this season. I like the game stack there, and I'm hoping that um, it kind of works out because, again, I, I want to game stack it, and I just – I don't know how I want to approach it on a player-by-player -player basis, but – any final thoughts before we get out of here? Oh, it looks like Prop Double D is now up 700 votes with 1.2 million in. <laughs> going to be a long night for you, my friend, if you're going to wait up and watch and see what happens with that, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, zero chance it's coming in tonight, so I'm just going to bed. All right, well, we're going to get out of here. Hope everyone enjoyed the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. It is football day. You can check out the early Epic Week podcast with Grant. 
and Dean and Travis Mangone. Um, I'm guessing that's already up, right? Yeah, Trav had a real good tweet this week. Oh, must have must have not have been a good week for Mr. Trav. So, <laughs> um, on that note, we're gonna get out of here again. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back talking football tomorrow, basketball on Friday. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. Hey, kids.